good as it sounds. We good? It's Christina. I'm here. And Jackie. And Jackie. And this is your neighborhood. Yes. It is. I'm like out of it today. Just it's okay. Yeah, it's just one of those days. Long weekends always throw tell, me off Tell too. us. So, what was good in your head? Yes, I just um, just really relaxing at home, and then I went to the beach and got burnt. So, <laughs> so now I'm sitting across from you, a little like crispy. <laughs> that that was, is not stopping Bruce from wooing you no, right now. No, Bruce he's, is sitting right next to me. I haven't seen him in a while, and so he's just being super cute. I wanna wish everyone could see how cute he's being. Mm-hmm. He's being a boob. He's just That's sitting Bruce. next to me and he won't move. He like pretty much is in my lap. Right, Bruce? Now, look. If you talk about me, I will walk away. That's Bruce's voice. Of course. Voice. Yeah. That's Bruce's voice. Of course you will. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. The first time I ever got burnt, yeah. I was in uh, A school. Because yeah. in the military, after you go from boot camp to A school, that's like where you learn your training or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't know that black people get sunburned. Oh. I had no idea. You just assumed that you, that you couldn't? I had no idea. Yeah. I, I've, ne- I've never heard of a black person getting yeah. sunburned. Okay. And so I was, we had to PT or do physical training mm-hmm. outside. And um, at that time, we didn't have PT uniforms. So I think I had something where my shoulders were out. Mm. And the Florida heat is much different from any it's other kind sun. of heat in your life. <laughs> and I just remember the next day like yeah. my shoulders were itchy and burny and I was like what is going on <laughs> you're like I didn't think I burned <laughs> I had to find out yeah. that it was sunburn yeah I had no idea oh you didn't know it was. I, didn't, I didn't know what it was yeah. I just thought maybe the grass I'm... irritated my skin oh gotcha but I found out I was sunburned because they had us outside in the day of heat I mean that's well Florida sun and heat is like nothing it's no joke experience. I think I was con- constantly burnt in Florida <laughs> just like some kind of form of grit um, yeah, it's bad, but it's all right. I'll get, I'll get past it. I just have to like, you just get to that place where you like sit like real still because your skin, it's like your clothes lay on and you're like, oh my God. I'm going to tell you, Christina looks like stiff. Yeah, I am stiff today. I just like my face. I can't even crack a smile. Cause you're a little dead in the eyes I right am. now. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to bring my best game despite the burnt, the burnt, but other than that, I'm fantastic. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, what's good in your hood? Uh, today's first day of school. Yeah. So I'm glad to get the little little chonies. That's underwear in Spanish. That's what I feel like my kids <laughs> ask me sometimes. And it feels so good to get them out. Not in a way like I want them going because oh, I've right. enjoyed the summer. I enjoy the summertime right. with them in my own way, but I just am happy for them to get in an environment sure. and get their escape and yeah, see and what's their going on. schedule. Yeah. Yep. Have their own schedule. It's it's so crazy because I was asking my son, I'm like, what? Yes, last year was terrible in the sure. sense of he has horrible time management, mm-hmm. and I can accept responsibility for that. Um, but he doesn't uh, course correct. I mean, he can't correct himself when he's had. So I'm like, what do you need to be to have good time management? He's like, mom, make me a schedule. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, like our summer schedule. Oh my goodness! Said, okay. Wow, that's cool. I said, okay, but think about this. I could make you the best schedule in the world, but if you don't. But it, it. even if you follow it, it's what you're doing right. when you're supposed to be doing those. <laughs> right. You have the schedule, but if you're not doing the things you're supposed to be, it's kind yeah. of a mood point. So like. if you're in there sketching in your little book when you're supposed to be doing your, your project, that's on you. It doesn't matter. If yeah. you're upstairs, Bruce is chasing his tails. I don't know if you guys can hear clicker of feet, but he's having a moment. 
But if you're in your room playing with your Legos under your bed and right. you should be doing something else, like that's on you. Right. Well, so, that's just a learning curve, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm excited for him yeah. and for my little one shaved the side of her head. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. Uh, you don't like it? I, it's, a, it's an adjustment for everyone. It's to me. I just wonder what kind of parent am I being allowing yeah. her to do it? But it was a long, it was a long game yeah. to see that it's wake actually, up and say, I want to nope, shave it off. I would never do that. That makes sense because like kids say they want to do stuff all the time. I remember mm-hmm. that too. I changed my mind within tw- 24 hours yep. and then you regret the decision because you don't have that long-term ability to think or right. plan. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would think, you know, children are impulsive. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're very much so in the moment. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that she woke up the next morning and she was still in love with herself. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And well, yeah, but I just That's think good. about that, but I, I know that it was not a, um, I'll just let her cut off the hair. It wasn't that decision, but I know people are like, you let your, she's seven. Yeah. And it was a, is if you know the kind of child she is, yeah. you know if she did it, there was a lot of thought. Sure, into. she's thoughtful about things. Oh she's very gosh. artistic. She's too she much. Had pictures, didn't she say? So she was really <laughs> thinking it out. She had pictures and like three hairstyles. Oh my goodness! For the cut, I don't yeah. think I did that one. That one. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of her. For, yeah. She's not she a risk taker it. like that. Yeah. So uh, she I'm thought glad. that process through. Mm-hmm. That's why you knew it was something she wanted to do. Yeah, that bum. Okay, so, so this is a long episode. Yeah, this is a long episode. Practice We've practice. done a long intro, but it's a long episode. Yeah. But I think it's really good. It is. We had my friend Megan in, um, and she discussed with us, well, she had made a comment on our Facebook um, post about an ugly thought that she had and she mm-hmm. shared it with us because we want people to openly share thoughts so we can process them she shares her background of where she grew up mm-hmm. i can say a lot of our listeners white listeners will relate they'll know um they'll have she had, she grew up i don't want to give too much away but in a kind of rural area so she did discusses what that was like and then yeah. what it was like to move to an urban area where she was you know not a minority but she was like in where she lived, she was majority white. Actually, I don't know yeah. if she knew any people of color. Yeah. You know, and then she moved to Norfolk and it was like, wow, okay, this is com- some of the things I was raised with were completely racist. Yeah. And it took a life change and a move to kind of work through that. Yeah, I think it was, this was one of those um, uh, interviews where, you know, where people, a lot of times we try to talk about our humble beginnings, mm-hmm. but she had to go into her ugly beginnings. Right. Yeah, that's a and, good point. And trans. Dig. Yeah, yeah. And how it's still a work in progress because, yeah. you know, when you're raising little citizens and you're trying to still be connected to your family, I just could, I can't imagine. I yeah. can imagine, but not with something like that. Right. Not with something Especially like. Especially if you've done the growth, but your family absolutely. hasn't. So it's like. That's navigating those waters, going home, and and then seeing everything in a completely different light yeah. than your family does. Because you yeah. know it's it's like we have a friend that says she like walked into a bright room, you know, and it's just like in regards of race, and she's learning a lot. And so if people are still quote unquote in the darkness, that can yeah. be hard. And if they don't want, they're not open to going into the light and being pulled forward. Absolutely. So, so this is relatable, and she kind of talks about what she's done to get where she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I commend her for and it's light. It is light. It's she, fun. She said it was heavy, yeah. but I think it was light. No, I think there was some good stuff. We had a lot stuff. of fun, too. Yeah. yeah. We try so, to, I like that we do that. We try to bring some levity <laughs> to the very heavy subject sometimes. So we hope that you guys enjoy the interview. Please share your thoughts. Like, Absolutely. Let us know what you thought. and If you grew up like this. Oh, Let yeah. us know um, if you, yeah. If I you learned know. something new. Yeah, if you learned something new. Yeah, or not. Yeah. Still, <laughs> tell us. We want to know. We're <laughs> 
All right, so we hope you guys and yeah, and they're dropping in. I don't remember where. Um, where we're just getting to know Megan a little yeah, bit about right. it. Yeah, that's right. Dropping just talking to Megan. Talking, just yeah. getting into the combo. Like you learn a bit more about her. Enjoy. Who the heck am I? I'm a, I always say I'm a wearer of many hats. Uh, first off, I'm a women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, and I'm the host of the Inspired Women podcast. So I'm a podcast junkie. That's why I listen to your guys' yeah, podcast. I love like, it so much. You. Like every week, I'm like, it airs on Tuesdays, and I move it to the front of my queue, and I'm like, I gotta listen to this. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you. I'm also a mama four, a military spouse for the indefinite future. I don't know when that's going to end, but. <laughs> and I'm a fur mom. I have two kitties. Two kitties. Two kitties. That's a lot of hats. Yeah, a lot of hats. I have a lot of hats. Uh, and I'm a full-time student. I'm going to school for psychology right now. Yeah, so. yeah. looks nice. I want to change women's lives and transform them. And, you know, life coaching does it to a certain point, but I feel like there's some deeper stuff that I really want to help with. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going for psychology. I want those tools and to be able to, like, really dig in therapy has changed my life so yeah. it sounds like you're digging in yourself yes, yes. based on she does that in the work in all areas of her life and that's why she's here today we yeah. love the transparency because we try to do it we try to and it's we try to have awkward conversations i'm very them. transparent sometimes yeah. it's a little scary because i'm like oh my god scary Man, to say, like, you and I had a conversation when you came over last time, and I was like, um, Christina's never going to be my friend ever again. But she's still my friend. Like, she's still my friend, and I (laughs) feel like that with Jackie. Not all the time, but, like, on certain things where I'm like, this is it. I said the one thing that ends it all. You've hit my line. You've hit the line of of tolerance. Yeah, of no, yeah, exactly, no comeback. So we have Megan here today because... We did an episode. I don't remember what episode. We didn't even do an episode. What, well, well, she was, commented on we did a Facebook, we, live. We did a Facebook right. live. Thank you. And we were just kind of talking about what's going on in the neighborhood. Yeah. It was the one in the car. I'll put it in the um Yeah, that's in right. The comments. Yeah, that's right. And um, folks were commenting like they yeah. usually do on some of our, our content. So, uh-huh. And dun, dun, dun. There was a post. <laughs> there was a post. <laughs> And Christina, I want you to tell okay. your side of the post. Okay, yeah, you are. And I'm going to tell part. my side of the so post. So Megan shared a th- or an ugly thought. Do you, want, you share your ugly Here, thought. because I, I will say what she said. Okay. Because Megan posted on there. She goes, I love your conversation. This uh-huh. is my Megan voice, right? <laughs> 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 to be honest, as a podcaster myself, when I have to turn away women of color as my guests because their pitch isn't aligned with the podcast, that they'll think it's because of race. Um, you said she wants pretty much you want more women of color. Yeah, on the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Okay. And so that's set there. Yeah. Because I saw it because I always see it. And I was like, <gasps> I don't know what to say. I got my first transparent comment. And I was like, I bet it's like, yeah, I, I got to set the bar. Yeah. No, you did. It was really good. But then I'm like sitting there. I'm like, Christine, you've been begging people to do this. And now you don't even want to respond. <laughs> that was my first thought because I was like, I don't know what to say, mm-hmm. you know, because there's the authentic too. Like we're figuring yeah. this out. I didn't know how to respond, so I let it sit there. And I didn't even tell her. She didn't even tell me that the comment was there. <laughs> and so we responded because it's yep. a we response, right? Um, thank you for sharing it. It takes a lot to share our ugly thoughts because mm-hmm. we like to say, I mean, even if you don't feel they're ugly, other people can take them as, oh, as yeah. ugly people uh, with others. That as ugly. Yeah. Maybe we can explore the differences in networking styles or self-promotion among races. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's something that we have to get really good at. Intentional about, yeah. Is hearing what people are saying without drawing a complete conclusion. Because yeah. I cannot determine what the intent or what the feeling was behind you saying that yeah. until I have a conversation with you. Well, because you guys asked for people to be transparent and share their ugliest thoughts. And I was like, well, that's one I've had lately. Now, when people apply to be on my podcast, I don't know what color they are, but then they'll join my community and their comment back and forth and stuff like that. And this has always been like, maybe they, one girl like rescheduled her podcast interview six freaking times. And I was like, I have a schedule to keep. Like I told her, I'm like, when your schedule clears up, I'd love to have you back on. Another one was she rescheduled twice, canceled, and then like four weeks later reached out, I'm ready now. And I'm like, I had to move on yeah. to like my next guest. Both are women of color. And I'm like, man, these people probably think that I am like because of race and it has nothing to do with it. That's what I would do for anybody. Mm-hmm. But like when I look at the application process, I have no idea what color you are. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any idea. But I'm always worried in those interactions that they're gonna think. Like I accidentally deleted a post by a woman of color and my, it was not race related. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that, preface that, um, because I thought she posted it at the wrong time because I don't allow promotions during certain times. Mm-hmm. Well, it was in the wrong group and I got them mixed up and then I felt so bad and I apologized and I'm like, she probably thinks it's because she's black. Yeah. And it's not. Like, right. But I think that and I go there because that's the yeah. world we live in. Right, and like, I'm telling her, I feel like as a white woman too, sometimes you're just like, dodging landmines I feel like I have to tiptoe yeah like, every time. because I'm scared that somebody is going to take what I say the wrong way right and then I always like reevaluate did I say this the right way or did I got called the white devil one time mm. like I was in last October I was part of a book launch everything about this book launch nothing was followed through I was the only white woman that was part of this and you know it was really awkward the first couple times we met because I was like I've never been the only white woman in a room ever Mm -hmm. like it was but I I enjoyed it because I got like in my I'm that kind of person like I want to get uncomfortable I want to feel these things the problem was when the book released we were there was multiple things that didn't happen one we were supposed to get a specific link if people ordered through it we'd get a percentage of money and she the woman in charge said no you're not getting that now and we're like what the hell? We paid to be part of this book. Mm-hmm. And then the book came out and we were told the money went towards editing. That book was not edited by a professional editor. And I was so angry because like, this is my first book. I was so proud and I was promoting it to my people, but I expect like a certain quality. Mm-hmm. And then when I spoke out about it, I was verbally attacked. Mm-hmm. The other women who were in the group that spoke out about it were not verbally attacked, but I was. Mm-hmm. And one specifically called me the white devil. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then so like, I'm like, I'm trying here, but I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So do you think it is that yeah. you, for, for you in your, your world, that your intera- interactions with, I think we're talking about women of color specifically, yeah. Yeah. have been... I haven't had very many interactions with men of color, except my neighbor. But he's one of the few men of color I've actually interacted with. I'm from a place that's a predominantly white area of the country. There's more diversity now, but growing up, we had one white or one black kid in our entire school. Right. So I like, like that too. Like, and I was brought up with parents who said they weren't racist, but moving down here, I realized my parents are racist. Like they say racist things. Like they had jokes that are not in things that they said that I've told Christina. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that like are not like, and I didn't realize coming down here, my husband was like, that's not appropriate. You can't say that. And I was like, what are you talking? Cause I had no idea. Like that's, I was brought up in that way. So like moving down here was quite a culture shock. And you know, I've lived down here for like almost eight years now. So 
I still haven't had that many interactions with men of color, but I've had a lot of interactions with women of color, some really awesome interactions and some like that one in October where I'm just like, that I think was what's like scarred me about what to say, yeah. like where I tiptoe because right. I've never tiptoed before then. And after that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I can say and what I can't say. So, and, and so that kind of goes back to individuality in mm-hmm. a sense, is that that has that, that experience colored all of your experiences sense with women of color no internally and colored it Mm -hmm. maybe you do still do the things yeah maybe internally there's a different dialogue i don't know to be honest i have no idea that's a good question it is a good question i have no idea yeah because we talk a little bit about how um part of privilege is being able to be an individual Right. right yeah and so a lot of times for not a lot of times but in in some cases as a black woman I'm looked at to be certain to fit a typecast. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That well, even when it comes to business, mm-hmm. like, okay, how many businesses do you have? Like, what do you, what do you, you know what I mean? Or you're not allowed and you're not. So not being able to be an individual, I can't show up as Jackie. I'm showing up as the all the other woman. black girls yeah. that you've yeah. dealt with. And so huh. now I have to dispel the fact that I'm an individual outside of those other black women. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of looking at maybe did that, and it's not, there's no right. There's no yeah. right answer. Right. That's that, a really good question. But I mean, but I've not met a, a black woman that I didn't already like have some sort of interaction before meeting them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to have the answer. I think that's yeah. why we do podcasts because yeah. no. we like sit with thoughts and ask questions all the time. I try to get very uncomfortable Me with my too. thoughts and like analyze them and, and say like, we actually had this conversation because yeah. I said I did a podcast um, with a woman who was a kid mom. So she was really young and it's going to like, and Christina said, is she black? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you see what you did there? I know. And she didn't I even know, know, like until I yeah. pointed it out yeah, because it was an automatic assumption. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm a teen mom. <laughs> and like, if you said my friend Megan got pregnant as a teen, like I always assume that all teen moms are white because I'm white. I was a teen mom. Like I wouldn't go to that assumption, right. but maybe your interaction right. was different. So right, and the way we're and the way yeah. we're colored. Yeah, right. no pun intended. Uh-huh. The way we're colored in in media. Yeah, right. And, right. and stereotypes that are portrayed. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. And I and like I said that comment. And I know it's ignorant, but it's like I just. And that was just there. It yeah. just came out, and it's like I do this work. But you have to like check yourself. You do. Like you do. Uh, what did I just say? Or like even I even mentioned this on the podcast episode that aired today. Is my grandmother used the word Negro, mm-hmm. and I said you can't say that. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like she's old. Like she doesn't know. That's what they used back in the day. I'm like it's not back in the day. Right. It's 2018. She cannot be saying that. Mm-hmm. Like that's an inappropriate thing. And or depends. Depends. Or uh, color. Yeah. Should be like oh color. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's that too. And I was like no they're people of color or black people or if they are have been born and raised and been generations in america african-american all appropriate mma those are not yeah and she has no idea because that's we were inundated with that information she's not ever lived except for like five seconds she lived in california never lived outside of upstate new york where it is predominantly white area ignorant people and i can say that because I had that same ignorance. It's it's being cycled it's around. It's generational. It's generational. Yeah, we talked about. We talked cyclical. about that. Yeah, yeah. But but what I will say is kind of going back to your your comment is do you do the same things for white women? Mm-hmm. Right. You do you turn white women down because they are yeah. too, and then you do it for black women. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Do they know that you're doing that? Are you saying, well, I just turned this black woman down? No. They don't know. So what is it that you're feeling that says, well, I turned down two black women and 15 white women, but those two black women might come for me? Mm. I don't know. It's just, it's, I, no, it's a good question, but I, I don't know because I guess it's because I, because now I know so much that I'm like mm. so worried yeah. about what I'm going to say or do that's going to offend somebody. Yes. And I'm like, I want more women of color in my podcast. Like I do, because I think we need more diversity. Um, I'm even going to be doing a summit next year. And I legit told the ladies that are helping me, I'm like, I want to see diversity. Mm-hmm. If all I see is one black face and a sea of white people, like this ain't going to work. Like we need to like yeah. purposely be searching out women. Yeah. That because they're they're all white women that are helping. But you're hitting on what I was going to say. We've talked about this. It can't be just like a call to women of color. It has to be like intentional. You know what I mean? Like we have to go to spaces Mm -hmm. where we create friendships and relationships and Mm -hmm. talk about this stuff. And that's why we do this podcast Mm -hmm. to make it hopefully easier. One of the conversations that she and I had because we're like I was looking at this and so I was like let me go because I've already been to your page but I didn't scroll all of your people. I said let's look. Okay. Why, why, see, why, why? See, why, why, And that's why I said, we, we had this conversation about, so, so what is, Megan wants more color, whether it's black women, you're Asian women or whatever. So what spaces is Megan in mm-hmm. yeah. to create that? Because right. it, it does require some relationship building. Because we can put out a flag like, I won't see black women, <laughs> Asian women. And then they'd be like, Oh, I'm good with that. Right. But if they know yeah. Megan, again, like we just met. Yeah. And if they know Megan, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that with Megan. Yeah. You know, Me- they've all been, most of them have been women that I've previously known and they've gotten to know me. I know I had to have a phone conversation with Dee, who was interviewed on the podcast because she's like I wanted to check your energy and make sure like you don't have a bad energy and know your intention she's like this is a heavy topic she's like if I get on there and you ask me a question and you're going to keep it on and you can hear me stumbling over my words and I was like no 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 like if you tell me you're not comfortable I'm going to cut that shit right out and she was like I want to be able to trust you but I've been burned so many times by white women that I don't know if I can trust you Um, and so like because we started this because the whole Danielle Laporte thing and her, I don't know if you heard about that. Good kid. Oh, Danielle Laporte launched a course that had some very controversial images. One was a black man turning white. Oh yeah. Yeah. One was a multiple, like uh, looked like a woman's figure, but it had like different colors on like her limbs and stuff. And as a spiritual woman, I don't even know how she did not see how this shit was offensive, but she didn't. And um, she, that was not the worst part. So when she was called out about it, there was this huge thread. She deleted that thread of black women giving some emotional labor, like breaking shit down. And she deleted the whole thread. And then at first, she posts about being attacked. And I was like, oh, bitch, you did not just go. (laughs) You are not attacked. You were being educated. Yeah, you were in a nice way. Like, nobody attacked her. I read the thread before she deleted it. There was no, there were people being very, they did not get angry until she and her followers basically were like attacking them. You know what I mean? I was like, that's not okay. She deleted it and she posted about how she was attacked. And then she, people came at her like, you were not attacked, wake up. And then she deleted this like apology. Well, I had posted under a friend's post and asked like, I really want to do an interview with a woman that will break down some of the terms about this. But I feel like I know what the terms mean, but as a white woman, I don't know what the terms mean. Exactly. Not on that level. Not on that level. So Dee said, 
I, or she was tagged and she's like, I'd be more than happy, but I need to talk to you on the phone first. Absolutely. You know, and check you. And I didn't have a problem with that. I was like, I completely understand. She got the phone me. She's like, you have great energy. And she's like, I'm an empath. I right. love you. But Christina, you mentioned, <laughs> right, about that. networks. Right. About yep. being in each other's faces and being in a place where we can say. So I would like to say, too, do you think your ugly thoughts and mine, too, like keep us separate? You know what I mean? Do you think they impact our relationships and the spaces that we go? Because you think about like when I go places, I've gone and been the only white person. And I've just started seeking out being the only white person. Or yeah, I've gone all white and then I've gone started seeking out places where I am the only white person. Yeah. And, it, and it can be uncomfortable sometimes, you know what I mean? But I think it has to be intentional. And I guess my question is, is why is it still so separated? Because that's yeah. where we're brought up. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, especially if you were brought up in a place that didn't have a lot of people of color. Right. You were definitely brought up to think that you are better than, like, um, that people of color were less than. And it wasn't, I don't want to say it was, like, obvious. Like, it was it's just, never, we, I get it. It was the yeah, comments they made, the them. stories they tell, the names they told us to call people of color, referencing something my dad told sure. me when I was little. The first color person I ever saw, I was traveling with my dad and he gave me a specific name and that's what I called it. And he pulled me into his truck and put his hand over my mouth because he had taught me a word that was inappropriate yeah. for a little child to say. And that stuck with me. I, I, I didn't remember it until I was doing this work and like I was reading White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo and I was like, holy shit, like I can't believe like that was my life. You know, these things that we were taught, we were taught growing up, my sister and I, biracial relationships were not okay. Not because my parents ever came out and said it wasn't okay, but they would make comments about biracial relationships. Mm -hmm. About like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's with that black man. Mm -hmm. No. And you know, like, Comments like that, that's like, they just dig into you and you have, it's like hard to You have to get unlearn it, it too, yeah. I think. You, one, there's two couple things. You have to unlearn it and you have to constantly unlearn it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, I'm going to tell you, you just said colored. Yeah. Oh, did you I? Didn't, didn't even. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I'm saying is that you were ca casually, we are all domesticated yeah. Yeah. in different ways. And just know, just like you have your things about. Black folks, yeah. I have my things about the police that I have to fight yeah. Yeah. on a daily basis. Like, I have to, because I've seen things and I've saw things. And it's really a reteaching of that they're not all bad people, mm -hmm. yeah. too. But even casually, we are who we are. And it is work to undo. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's okay. I, I heard you say it. Christina, I didn't hear me say I, it. No, I heard you oh, say did it. You? Okay. Yeah. But I don't want to, like, disrupt the flow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't want to disrupt it, but I want you to... important to show. No, it is. Because, like, I said the the negative... Oh, was she black? Why did I say that? You know what I mean? And I do this work. I'm not the most intentional... Exactly. To it. Yeah. Because, like, I spent 20-plus years of my life in upstate New York. 20... I think I was 24 when I met my husband... 24 years around this and I've only been working on it for like maybe five years right like right it's gonna take me years and years to like overcome these things and be aware of the kind of things that I say I remember the first man of color that asked me on a date I told him I don't I don't date black people mm -hmm. and I was in college and you probably didn't and, even know why no you know what I mean and he was like I mean, he asked why and I said why well, just don't and he was like is it because I'm not a nice person he was the nicest person ever and I was like no I just don't mm -hmm. date black people mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. not what I do mm -hmm. and now looking back I'm like whoa like that was like 
harsh. Like this is a program that way. Yeah. It was a nice guy. There was no reason for me not to date him. He was wonderful. He went to the same university I went to. There was no, in any other aspect, he was equal to me except the color of the skin. Yeah. You've just been programmed to think like that. Right. Mm -hmm. I was programmed to think that I was better then. Right. So it's hard, hard now to unprogram that. And I have to point it out to my husband because I'm like, dude, you're on a submarine. Like how many black guys are really on your submarine? He's like, two. I was like, you're in it too. Like you are inundated with it too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I even have heard you come home and tell me jokes that I'm like, that's not appropriate. And he's like, but the guy laughed. I'm like, cause he's surrounded by white what dudes. What is he going to yeah. do? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of frustration comes from. I don't want to say normal, but from black folks is like, how ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Christina tells me all the time, be don't underestimate the ignorance of white people. I was like, but you it does get exhausting. I'll tell you that. I bet. Being, being in spaces where it's like, all right now, all right now, all right, all right. And so then there's that distrust, which is why I can and what did you say her name was Glenn or whoever it was? Mm-hmm. The lady was like, look, oh, let, me, let me find out who you are before I deal with you. And there, there's deep rooted distrust. And I know what podcast we hit on it with, but oh, it's yeah, deeply. Were, yeah, so they thought, I didn't even know this was a thing. People thought that I may be manipulating her. Oh, yeah. You t- yeah. On the I podcast, was, yes, you talked about the older like, lady. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. That's it. And I was like, what? You know, because I truly have pure intentions. I mean, I'm human, make yeah. mistakes, but that, like, I loved her and I was like, let's do this, you know. And it was a partnership. There was no manipulation mm-hmm. of anything. Right. But I had no idea that I was even perceived that way. Right, because we, as a, as a black person, I'm going to assume that you're programmed not to like me. Wow. Yeah. But we are. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, true. it's an assumption that I make, even when we talked about sure. the last episode that'll come out tomorrow mm-hmm. with Delta. It's like, I know that you can see I'm black. Mm-hmm. I know you see that. Like, you can't hide. Don't tell me you don't see color. You know, you. I know yeah. you see I'm black. So if you're going to be any kind of way to me, it's because I'm black. Yeah. Until you show me different. Like the guy, I'm like, why don't you like, like, there's got to be something more than the skin tone that you, you know what I mean? It's, I think that relationship wise, it's like, we want, at least I want to feel like, you know, well, it's not, it can't because I'm like, not 2018. I mean, even though we know what's yeah. up, like, even though we know what's up, it's like, it's got to be something more than that. Tell me something. Just tell me you don't like my shoes rather than tell me that it's because you think I'm black. But, but I can see that. But for you and where you are inspiring women. So what do you think or what, what space are you in now to kind of combat that? Because it sounds like when I'm listening to you, it's like, you have a process. Mm-hmm. Like it's set up. Oh, it yeah. doesn't matter There's whether you're, process. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are what you do yeah Megan has a process yeah. to be a part if you have a story I don't care if you're a purple people eater as long as you're not absolutely a man. as so, long as you're a female purple people eater. <laughs> <laughs> right so, <laughs> I actually had a man apply and I was like uh, did, part did, of you, the, did you not see listen? my branding like, <laughs> no go through but that's what I'm saying so you have a process in listening to you talk I'm like okay so maybe that insecurity because that's what it's like it's like oh snap is from that incident and then from the way you were domesticated, maybe mm-hmm. fighting that. Yeah, it's definitely the reason I feel that way when I have to turn away women of color. It is because I was brought up that way. Like, because yeah. I'm fighting that that deep-rooted childhood programming. And so I'm 
more conscious about what I'm doing than probably anybody else out there is, mm-hmm. you know? And when people say something to me that I am doing something because, you know, I'm white, I'm just like, but I don't want to be white. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And then on the same token, listening to you is like, I don't, as a black woman, I wouldn't want to be your charity black person. Right. That's true. They might think or that. Or token black right. person. Yeah. Like, don't, like, you want to call it, you know, it's like, it's like I, I am perfectly okay sometimes with being people's diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be your diversity today. But no, I don't I don't need to be your diversity. In the space we're now right. in, because as a black person in America, there's so much, like, people are, like, proud to be black. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. That is like, a good thing. And but you are shit like, that was not a thing. That's a new no. thing. That's yeah. not a thing. My daughter that wasn't wore even a little, thing like, 10 years ago. No, my daughter wore a little circle thing that said Black Girl Magic on it. When we went out yesterday, I knew we were going to a room with a bunch of European Americans. I was like, oh, shit. She's wearing this black girl magic thing. But I'm like, no. no. I have to tell you something, Jackie. The first time I heard you on the podcast say European Americans, it hit me like, I was like, what? what? I know. <laughs> I was it's like, weird. I'm not a European American. Like, my, I've been here generations. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I would like check myself and go like, holy shit. Like, I'll tell you why I do that. Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm, I consider myself a patriot in my own right, right? Mm-hmm. And I am building little citizens and something, I don't remember what happened with my son when he started becoming aware mm-hmm. yeah. of just like people and race relation and He's like, well, I'm, you know, proud to be an American, blah, blah, blah. I was like, but you, you know, you're an African-American. And I had to think about that, like, no, you're you're an American. Yeah. And, and if we're going to be a country that acknowledges our culture and our heritage, white people can't own American. Right. Yeah. You true. can't own that. Like, yeah. you can't have that because it, it is a nationality. It just it is not an ethnicity. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when people think American, they think white. They do. And so it's like. Yeah. Nah, I won't have my kids true. thinking that. I want them to think American is a people, but we all have different cultures. So there are European Americans, there are Asian Americans, there are Black And there's cultures within European and African. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yes. some cultures within. And I think that's what get, that I think helps is like seeing people with for their culture, starting to dive yeah. into that. You know, but white people don't have to see themselves right. for their culture. No. So that's, that was part of it is that I meet a lot of white folks that are like, oh, I'm also Italian. I also have this in my blood. I have this, I have this. But like you don't even... I'm a mix. I don't even know what I have. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but still, you can't have... Period. I'm just yeah. saying it. You can't have American. No, true. Because it's ours. Yeah. And so, like, I, it's, that's why I do it. I try to be very cognizant of saying European-American because I grew up saying white, 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 black, white, black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those sorts of things. But I want my kids to understand that no one, being an American doesn't mean that you're white. Like, Absolutely. You're an American. And what's crazy is that is such a prevalent thing because you, not to change it, but you see with, like, the topic of, like, immigrants coming through and people that are of color coming through, they people freak out when it's not white. You know what I mean? All except and the Native Americans of the United States were all immigrants. Right. All of us. Right. Were, some were brought over not because they wanted to come over, but, like, you right. know. But, yeah. Like, why mm-hmm. can't? And somebody said, it's in my podcast episode, she actually said, it's an imaginary line that we drew, like, before 
all of those people, like in Mexico and stuff, this was their land too, like into Texas, mm -hmm. Texas, and New Mexico, and all those mm -hmm. things. Those are all, but it's when we built this imaginary line and pushed them back that, that we said, no, no, this is an imaginary line because there's no real wall there right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> even though yeah. somebody's trying to build it, yeah. um, but it, it's, it's imaginary. Like we created that. You know, the fact that Native Americans have to, like, they're given reservations and and white people trying to make us look like a good thing, it's not. Mm -hmm. Like, that was to, to segregate them from everybody else. And I feel like we continue to do that. Like, even in 2018, we continue to segregate ourselves from each other because that's what we were taught yeah. to do. Yeah. My sister, she shared this white, obnoxious, redneck video on Facebook, and I commented, and I was like, I can see why somebody would be pissed that he's riding American flags in the back of his truck. And she's like, I don't understand. It's meant to be freedom. I'm like, it's not freedom for everybody. No, it's I'm not. like, it's freedom for you because you Try are a white woman. That. Oh, my God. Oh, I, said I, that I thought that. her head was going to explode. I won't say who, but I've, had, I've said yeah. stuff like that about the 4th of July because I've learned some things, you know, and made that aware. And I was and my and people in my life were just go off. And there's white fragility. America and, was built on oppression. Right. And it continues to, to, to this day right. that we have to, like, check ourselves and say, I know I have a, I have a white son. He will never have to worry that he is being discriminated upon because of his sex mm -hmm. or because of his <laughs> color of his skin or, I mean, as far as I know right That's now, changing he's, he's straight. Yeah, That's changing. There's yeah. a movement. Down with the patriarchy. Yeah, I that, see that. that. But there's a movement of men who feel like there is white genocide happening and that white men are oh, now being... That. Yeah, I mean, but, but those I, can understand, I can understand why they are feeling like it's not even privileges but their advantages are being yeah. are being stripped of them, and they should have them stripped. Hey, I I, I understand. <laughs> Just because I understand doesn't mean I agree. Yeah. But yeah. we do live in a place where it is in our mind. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. that it's women. Yeah, absolutely. That is going that are going to bring this full circle. So, yeah, like acknowledging that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm sitting next to Megan, and uh, she grew up in a place where. People like me. Well, how many men do you see having that. this conversation? Yeah. I'm not. I, I hate. I don't want to be at the brand of well, it's be, shits on men. Well, like, no, it's just because they can't. There's something that they were inundated that they cannot be vulnerable. Yeah, they cannot oh, open up. Right. And, and like they were taught, like growing up as children, like my husband even, he does not know how to show a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee that's because that's how he was brought up. That well, our son sometimes he'd be like, "Why are you crying?" And I'm like, "Don't say that to him. He could cry if he wants to." Because like, <laughs> I don't want my son to grow up thinking he can't be open and emotional. Yeah. yeah, because that's how they're they're brought up. They're brought up to be strong and fierce, and they're supposed to be a certain way. And they're even inundated with this information that they are more superior to women they've got to take care of women even though we can take care of ourselves at this point like <laughs> you know on the flip side I'd say with the, my husband being a black man it's like look I'm just trying to survive yeah. in this world I don't got time for all I mean not even that he doesn't but it's like look yeah, I have to with my son. It's like he's like I have to teach him how to be a black man in America. Yeah. Like don't don't yeah. stop me from doing that. Yeah. And so like if we're gonna have conversations, it's gonna be real conversations. It is what it is. You don't know what it's like to be a black man in America. So chill. Well, why like, some people would like not listen to, for instance, your podcast mm -hmm. around their children. I do. 
Like, I'll, I'll spray it. That's they great. need to hear it. They mm-hmm. need to know. Right. And when I, they were younger, I used to always, anytime they called somebody by, uh, you know, like, they're black or brown, I would no, 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 don't say that. But now I realize I'm showing them that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees color. Yeah, we do. Like, we all do. You. So yeah. it's not mm-hmm. bad. I mean, because they're not attacking somebody because of their color. They're yeah, just like, they're just my, you know, Richard on the bus. The, my brown friend Richard. Well, of course you'd say my brown friend Richard because there are probably two other Richards, and you're trying to, you know, Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I would say, oh, you know, my friend Rebecca. She's got red hair. It's it, it, it's different, but it's similar. Yeah. And they're going to do that. Um, I don't want them to feel like it's a, sh- a shame for them to see color. I just want them to understand it's not okay to discriminate because somebody is a different. See color. it and appreciate it for what it is. Right. Rather than see it and say it's oh, different no. from me, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, it is a, it is a teaching, which is why the people that birthed this nation, <laughs> <laughs> women, yes, are we we have a lot of say in our children's paradigm. Yeah, we do. And we're we trying to a, shape it differently. We have a lot of say, which is why I'm, why I'm grateful to you for even acknowledging, like, this is how I grew up. Like, say but it. There's nothing say it. Because I'll tell you, I didn't grow up hating white people, but I learned to dislike and to distrust sure. yeah. because of the stuff that I saw. Like, it it was learned. And you know what's unfortunate about white people, though? I learned, we learned to dislike and distrust and didn't know any black people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's, that, that's the pervasive, like when I, cause I have her experience. I, I don't too. remember I'm, seeing a black person. And I can tell you. one kid in my yep. school. And I can tell you, you tell our listeners, a hundred percent, I know a lot of them, will, friends and family listen, are going to relate to Megan's experience and mine because that's where they're still coming from. Yeah. Which is, and I also don't want to put down the suburbs that are just predominantly white. We go to this all the time. We're not saying we need to integrate and live next to each other. Right. It, we are your neighbor's hood, but we well, want I like to, that I live in a melting pot. And that's great, too. <laughs> we're not saying you're horrible if you live in all white space or all black space. What we're saying, though, is seek be intentional with your relationships. Be intentional with who you network with. Be intentional. And do you shop at black businesses? Do you support small black businesses? Would you your say Instagram, check your Twitter feed? Your Instagram, check your Instagram feed. Instagram I tried. I mean, I remember going through and being like, wow, this is all white. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Because I, I can hear all the people already saying that, oh, I'm not hating on white people. I'm just saying Instagram has been one of the best teachers for me because I follow Islamic activists. I follow black activists, not many Asian activists that I've seen. But, you know, and I've learned yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. You just have to be intentional. You have to sit with the ugly thoughts that we have and then be intentional about going into those spaces with those thoughts. Well, that's what Jackie asked earlier. What spaces am I in that would promote this. I'm in a lot of military spouse group. Guess what? There ain't a lot of women oh of color in those military oh, spouse groups. Oh, I know groups. that. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. There is not. Yeah, like, get me on that. Oh, my God. I, but there are plenty of black women that are military spouses. Yes. Oh. I feel like we push them out. Like, I went, I attended an online, <laughs> online summit, and she said, they said it's for military spouses. I'll tell you, it was for white officer Christian. military. Christian. Christian Don't military Christian. spouses. Because <laughs> every single one of the women that they, they, they did interview one guy were all white, yeah. all officer spouses, oh, all Christian, well. straight, had children. I have kids. I'm a straight white woman. But guess what? I want to see a little. If you're talking to military spouses, we need to see all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Because it's not just white, straight women. Grow. Can you speak There's to even men. Why do you think well, she's she been a spouse and a veteran? So I, I moved when I was pregnant with my son. I moved into housing. Mm-hmm. And, and I had custody of my niece. 
So it looked like I had I was pregnant with a kid. I never walked out my front door with my uniform on, ever. I would always, uh, if I walked out the front door, it was in plain clothes. If I walked out the back door, it was in my uniform, off to work. And I just remember um, all, all the time when I got put on bed rest, I'm walking out to walk to the exchange, there would be a group of white moms on this one porch all the time that would just look at me like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this black woman? <laughs> Great. I was in San Diego. Maybe yeah. that makes a difference. Uh, no, but, I think it'd be the same. But, 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 but then you transition that to, okay, I know as in, in being on active duty as a black woman in the field of cryptology, all I had to deal with was white guy spouses and the one black guy whose spouse was there, she was just like, uh, no. Mm. <laughs> just like, because I don't want to have to do that thing yeah. that we have to do yeah, around yeah. these other women. Right. And then I worked at one of the support centers as like an FRG coordinator. Oh, geez. That's <laughs> Well, that for job was that for secretary I helped start an FRG. Well, yes, I would help people. Oh, that don't know what an Oh, okay. So, family readiness groups. So, what I would do is I would help groups establish their 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 social group. Yeah, I would help them get their bylaws together and all that good stuff, and just make sure that they are being able to support other military families. And you could see some commands were really good about it. I think the larger ones, the larger ships, the like carriers. the carriers, were, were there where you could see the mix. But on the smaller ships, there like was the always yeah. there was always a divide. Either there was no people of color there or there was like, it's them and us. Mm-hmm. And we communicate different than they communicate. And we our version of fun is different from their version of fun. And you're not... I know, I know, but I know you're telling the truth, but in my head, I'm like, that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, I mean, I'm dead, dead ass. And even for me as a, as a woman being in that thing, it's like, I don't want to go out every night and get wasted, guys. Like, that's what white people do. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. We do it all the time. Like, it's like, in my thinking, really, that was the thing. We're going to go out, we're going to get wasted. Like, but that's not like fun all the time. But that was the call, I think. Our version of, um, of those sorts of things are, are different, but I don't know that the military does the best job in being inclusive. Right. There are a lot of opportunities and a lot of things for people that general label for um, veterans and for male spouses and for active duty. For but it, it's definitely a whiteout. Yeah. And I understand because we, we haven't been, the military, we haven't been integrated very long. We haven't allowed women for very long. So like we're, we're still learning and growing. Uh, we're behind the curve. But yes, I, I just think that all across cultures, and this is a thing as a black woman, a black person, all across different subcultures, not just no ethnicity, we are at the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about military spouses, yeah. well, that's like I got so pissed. I was like, I'm never going to go to the summit ever again. Like, you know, I mean, but that. yeah, it's like, I, and I don't want to. I don't consider myself a victim. I consider myself a person who has to deal with circumstances, and I will do the best with my circumstance. But there's a lot of people that can't that they can't get over the fact that they're at the bottom. No matter what avenue, no matter where I am. I was going to say, this is just a microcosm of other places. Yeah. You know, this is, the, the military spouse world is not, is it a representation of other groups? You yeah. know, I, I think yeah. anyways, you know, it's not just military spouse groups that are like this, you know, unfortunately, that are super whitewashed. No, I see it in a lot of entrepreneur groups as well. I see it. Yeah. I see it in a lot of entrepreneur groups. You, I mean, all you see is white, 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 white. 
maybe a woman of color, white, 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 white. You know, and like I, and even my community, it's like a sea of white faces with a few black faces in there because I have a lot of white women that join, but I don't actively seek out women of, that's, you pointed that out earlier, Jackie. Mm-hmm. I don't actively seek out women of color mm-hmm. to come on my podcast yeah. or being part of my community. Or just even creating relationships. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I just, I'm sitting here, okay, I'm just tell you what Megan's shirt says. It says, <laughs> I run on coffee, chaos. And cuss words. I'm like, girl, I can get with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I may not do coffee, yeah. but I can understand the chaos and the cuss words. So I just think that what we we've we're in a place where this is a blessing that we're able to even sit yeah. in the same yeah. room. Like you just came to my house, and I know that this I'm the first black person to live in this house, and that this community when it was built. There were, it said, the original, it said there were, you were not allowed to bring black people in this neighborhood. I think we're seeing it. Yeah, I remember him telling me that we got coffee and I just blew my mind because again, white privilege, no clue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I think I love knowing these things because I have a deep appreciation. And we need to share these things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you even being here and us even having, like, I'm glad you you are. We would never question that. No, you wouldn't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't look on our deed and ask if we weren't allowed to be there. Because no, but I got the original deed. Yeah. And I was like, wow. But you see, this is why it's so important because I get this a lot and I'll bring it up because it, it's important. Is I've had white people in my life say, what do you mean? Everything's fine. And you're like, oh my God. No. Right. No, it's right. not. Or, or, or they're just things are lived different. And, you, and that's why history is so important. Yeah. That's right. why it's important that you don't stop telling the deed story. Even well, if it's speaking of history... Growing up, predominantly white area of the country, I'm learning history from white men mm-hmm. in white textbooks. It wasn't until I took U.S. history in college last semester taught by... Last semester? Last like 2018? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Go ahead. I was taught by an African-American professor. It was the first time I heard parts of history that I had no idea existed that before. So Like, great. no idea. And I'm going... Are you kidding me right now? And he was like, "No, did you not learn this in high school?" And I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, I didn't learn any of this in high school." And he was like, "Well, yeah." I'm like, "That's not fair." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. But I think that sort of those sort of things, and because Christina, you express this is that the more you know, the harder it gets to kind of be in spaces. So you already have that angst because you're you're learning, you're growing, you're like, okay, the world is bigger than me being white there's more you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. you're doing that and so I could see why there would be some anxiety with like I might fuck this up yeah and I don't really want to mess this up because I've seen it happen to homegirl who did the thing or or I've seen it happen to people and I don't want to be that one but I think it's a part of just doing it is doing and it comes down to relationships yeah that's exactly it you know because we can have all the fancy words and all the things but it's like it just comes down to relationships you know and I think she would build great relationships with that's what I'm saying women that aren't white absolutely absolutely. I already got a network and before I actually like was like two years ago I was excited because I had one black friend yeah and I was like I have a black friend which I'm not racist but I know. I know, I know. That does not mean anything. No, 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 that's not what I was going to say. I was going to tell her that sounds stupid, but it's like, you got to understand when you're the only white person and you don't even, where do you go? Like, I understand that feeling. I do understand yeah, yeah. that because you don't, like, you're not going to just, will you be my friend? Like, it's a very weird thing until you, yeah. then once you've started building relationships, I have tons of black friends here because it's just, they, it's like people, you build up relationships well, with people. And her and I, when she came on my house the other day and I was like, listen, 
I feel like we're at that area in our friendship. If I say something ignorant, I want you to call me out on that shit. Like, because I need to know. I need you to... And she, I was like, if you feel comfortable, if you don't feel comfortable calling me out, that's fine too. But I want you to know I'm completely open to that. And she's like, oh yeah, if I hear something, I'm definitely. But that's you what out. I love, and that's we have the same thing. We have a thing where I'm like, we talk about this, where I'm trying to learn about culture because I can't stop learning. Mm-hmm. Right? Is like, okay, if this is emotional labor for you. Don't please tell me to Google right. it. You know what I mean? Well, or I like, have that conversation too with the woman on my podcast, and I was like, what is it? I don't understand this emotional labor thing. And she's like, think of it. Every time we have to have this conversation, it takes energy from us. We need to be mindful of who and when we're having these conversations she's like because if I didn't feel like your energy was good and I was going to come off this podcast feeling exhausted and drained she's like I wasn't having this conversation and all black friends aren't created equal we all have different lived experiences that's such a good point you know what I mean like just because you got one black friend doesn't well like you know black people now no I like you you don't because you would say it's so different mm -hmm. It's so new. Why am I talking about No, no, but you, no, yeah. it's so, it's so but, diverse. But yeah, if, if my only friend was, I'm trying to think of somebody that's just was like Will out, Weird Al Yankovic. And that was the only impression that I got of white people. You'd be like, no, 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 no. All white people aren't like this, right? right. We're all different. Right. And so just understanding that it is about yeah. building that, that network or, I mean, you don't have to collect us. Like no. we're not, I we're not beating babies, right. but yeah. you know, or, or Pokemon, no. but it is, it is a, it, if you want it, and that's a hundred percent such a good point because I'm telling you I have had I have a lot of black friends I've heard people say well I grew up all white and it was fine and we were around all white people and I didn't I, I had a friend tell me I didn't experience a race like realize how black I oh that I was black until I went to an, an HBCU yeah because she was a white black girl that probably sucked yeah, no, she didn't no, experience no. and I was like yeah. what. She's yeah. like, I love Coldplay and Harry Potter and all this stuff. And then I went and she's like, I had to leave that college because I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. by black people. So I'm just bringing it up to be, I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just, well, okay. So for example, the only black kid we had in our high school, they chased him around the high school with the noose. Ugh. And to this day, he'll tell you that story and laugh about it. Yeah. And now I used to laugh at it too. Until now I'm like, that was fucked up. Like what the hell? But what are you going to do when you're surrounded by a bunch of white people? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Say, like, you can't do that? Like, mm-hmm. you're probably going to feel like, I just want to be accepted and feel like I'm, I right. fit in. Because right. you don't know what not. I mean, I maybe, yeah. I mean, I feel like that is a survival technique. Right. I was going to say, feel I like laughed in that because, like, that's trauma. So yeah. I feel like I laugh and smile. You helped me figure this out. I've been through trauma. And so, like, people, like, you smile when you talk about your trauma. And I'm like, I that's laugh. survival. Like, like yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. So anyway. That's yeah. I, I relate to that because I'm like people are like how do you laugh or smile when you talk about your past trauma and I'm like I don't it's a learned response because that was a safe response yeah. you know if I safe. identified it that was mm-hmm. safe nobody's gonna get mad if because if I come at it with anger people are like you know then th- that brings breathe more anger but if I'm laughing or smiling it's safe well yeah. I read a book I'm reading a book right now about being an empath because I can I can feel energy like mm-hmm. when I'm around other people if I walk into a room and there's really bad energy I'm like I gotta go mm-hmm. I gotta go right now. And in it, the first chapter, she talks about, were you taught when you were younger not to be able to express your feelings fully because it scared people? I'm like, yeah, that was me. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I couldn't express my feelings. But so I can imagine he's in this, he was in the same position. So even to this day, he tells that story and laughs about it because how, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. if you like fully admit how fucked up that was, like, then you have to deal with all these emotions and all this stuff that comes up. And mm-hmm. of course, you're still in this area of people who 
have no idea. They claim they're not racist, but they're all racist yeah. motherfuckers up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, racism is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not going on long to get along. Just, this is an opinion. I feel like if he had spoke out and said that this was wrong. He'd have no was, friends. He yeah. would have, it would have made his childhood miserable. Right. Mm-hmm. Cast out socially. Yeah, yeah. Which like, is suffering in itself. Because even now, like, if you see him, he's surrounded by white people all mm-hmm. the time. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him with a black friend. And I'm just like, looking back, I mean, because I went to college and we hung out in bars and stuff. Looking back, I'm like, wow, that must have been really, like, lonely to be mm-hmm. the only person. person. that looks like you. Yeah. yeah. I see that our white privilege a lot doesn't even allow us to realize that. You know what I mean? It's, we don't even see the one black person. Now I think about my one black person in school and say, what was your experience? Like, yeah. in my head. But our teachers weren't, no one was even acknowledging him even like that his experience of the space that we're could you imagine like listening to this u.s history that is tainted towards the white man right and knowing like your entire heritage and so i think and that's why i have patience for myself and i think for you i'm not giving advice but like it's just like having those thoughts is great and sharing them is great thank you because you're going to continue to have them. The only, not advice, but the only thing I can say is to keep walking in them and keep showing up because yeah. we all have been hurt by racism. Like, and the history of this country, you know, and I'm not putting white feelings for it. I'm just saying it's done a lot to all of us and we all have to unlearn we're it together. Sick. We're all sick. It's an, it's, it's, it's generations. It's of generations of it. Right? And we're only how, I mean, well, I feel like you, I didn't start doing this work till I was a minority myself, like in my early twenties. And even then I wasn't even aware of all of this. Does that mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It took becoming close friends with Jackie to start seeing all of it and examining myself. For me, it was how, starting to be around more and more people of color and realizing like, some some shit like and they're sharing stuff on Facebook and I'm watching these videos and I'm listening to this stuff and I'm like oh my god right. like how is this possible like how is this still happening like what is going on here and then I see my family members sharing shit that I'm like this is where it comes this from is still, <laughs> this is why I still you're causing but, this <laughs> but you said a great thing is that I think the one thing that stops us from even having this conversation one thing that gives us the alidoxophobia the mm-hmm. fear is that we have not been told that it's okay to have feelings about things. Yeah, bingo. About we talk not things, about just about race. Yeah, it, absolutely. It has to go with one side of the spectrum, right? You're either for it or you're against it. But mm, what if I don't know? Powerful. You're either racist or you're not racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you, right. you're black or white. Yeah, I mean, and, and in my growing up, it is. Is you're racist or not? Which one? Pick one. Yeah. And so we're not able to deal with those things that we as a person don't feel. Not we, because I ain't white. Well, there's there's <laughs> a spectrum. You, you're right. not able yeah. to deal with the fact that you have some things inside of you that scream racist, but you're not. That's not who you're trying to be. Yeah. It's like we can't unpackage that because we don't have to. We don't. We just need to live, and we just need. To, we've just been living through. You don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, we've been living through. Because because then what we think is we have one bad thought, and we think, well, now, oh my God, I'm a racist. And like what I've learned through therapy, and we've said this over, I just um, bias. Yeah. Racial bias. Yeah, racial bias, them. and they're just thoughts. It doesn't, again, it doesn't You're not make. On it. Yeah, if you act on it, it's different, and then you can examine it. But like you, but they're thoughts, and mm-hmm. it's okay to have thoughts, and it's also okay to discuss them. Mm-hmm. And also, it's okay to make mistakes, and you live through those mistakes. I mean, discuss yeah. them in a safe place. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't I was gonna say like, in a safe place because yeah, we yeah, don't need yeah. no apartment patties. No, 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 no. We don't need all of that. Like, mm-hmm. there needs to be a space to do it mm-hmm. because you will get 
crucified. Like right. you, you're going to get some work. Right. If you decide that you're just going to go out, well, here are my biases. Y'all, no, that doesn't work no, like no, that. No. It doesn't really work like that because then you will be looked at as a racist. And then they should come to our events. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I mean, you don't also don't want to hurt people right. with what you have to say. Christine, yes. Christina and I have this conversation where she was like, maybe there's some things you might not want to tell Jackie. Mm-hmm. Learn when you grow up. <laughs> well, like, is there a point to it? That's my right. other thing. That's too. another thing. It's yeah. like we, we did an episode in White Confessional where white people will listen a laundry, laundry list mm-hmm. of horrible things and, and you're like guess what jumping exactly yeah. and 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 we're we're like you know what we know history <laughs> but i emotionally dump on christina instead well but like, you're you right here this you got to i'm such a right. bad person right see but there's the white confessional <laughs> but but like but to the point of that's why i'm trying to get people to white people to intentionally think through things like do you really need to say that to a black person can we think through can we have this conversation with a white friend first call yeah. me you know yeah. what i mean because is it pushing the conversation forward, having it intentionally, and is there a purpose to it? Right. Or are you assuaging yourself of white guilt? Yeah. Are you trying to, am I trying to like get Jackie to say, it's okay, man. Exactly. And you exactly. don't need to say that. I'm going to tell you it's not it's okay. It's not fucking okay. Yeah. And, and I need to like sit in that uncomfortableness and yeah. stew in it and say, you know what? This is something I have to deal with yeah. because if I want to be a human being in 2018 and deal with other human beings, I got to know that this is the programming that I have yeah. and overcome yeah. like yeah. and work through it. I mean, I even had it over mental illness. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I always said suicide was selfish. That's what I was taught. Suicide is selfish, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff until I was the person in that situation. Right. And mm-hmm. then it was like, Holy crap. Right. Like, and then you have that wake up call. And I think we all, in 2018, anybody listening needs to have that wake up call and check themselves where were you taught certain things. But this is, I know, and I want to get to the so what now, because you're kind of leaning into that with saying in 2018 is that this is why it is always assumed that white people or European Americans are just somewhere in you there's some racist sure it's because it's like in you and so like I had to at one point have a conversation with myself to say okay well Europeans have always been conquer conquest destroy Mm -hmm. there was there's never they want people to assimilate to their culture like it's all that history says that yeah Mm -hmm. so is it naturally in European Americans to or Europeans to just be destructive to people that don't look like you and you don't even know it? Well, I can speak to two things. I've said I've gone to Black Coffee before and I said such a better experience than white networking things. Right. Not all the time, mm-hmm. and this isn't all white spaces. Are boring. Well, that's <laughs> true. No, but that there's No, that. but we talk about no, the, the networking it is. But oh the, my god. But the networking, but people were so friendly to me. I mean, yeah. it was like an overabundance of friendliness. And excitedness, and Why not I mean, I stand in the corner, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's and it's. I don't want to help you, and you don't have value to me unless you can. You can help me. Yes, mm-hmm. and in the in the black coffee, it was like, oh, girl, I, I oh, let me do this, and I was like, I don't have anything to offer you. You know, yeah. just in the sense, professionally, like we may not align, but some the woman knew somewhere I should be. You know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I walked away with like 10 business cards, new opportunities, and then I network all the time. And I'm telling you, to your point, I don't think white people are inherently like that. I, I think we, yeah. So we grow up like that. And so, because I'm a natural connector and I'm white, I love to connect. Mm-hmm. That's like something I I do too, even though I'm an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> but you can still do it. You can On small want. levels. Right. Right. And then go home and unplug. Yeah. But it's just something. So it's, I don't know if I've had to unlearn it because I think it's a natural innate in me, but I look at white people around me and it's something they may not even be aware of, mm-hmm. especially when you're networking and 
places with white men. Again, I don't want to shit on white men. I don't like that. But I'm just stating facts that I've seen them of like, it's, I'm not going to help you. What It's like sizing each other up for like, what value are you going to add to me? It's competition mm-hmm. and it's not collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was just saying is if you can see why there's a struggle. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't We're know what you're about. We're with that. I don't know what you're about. Like, uh, yeah. what do you, what are you coming here to do? Right. What do you, what do you, what, what it, Tell me, look, well, show I, me your intent. I have been, <laughs> show me something I've been before. searching for a year to get a trans woman on my podcast for a year. And I've been turned down time after time at time. Girl. Some refused. Finally, I got a woman who said, yes, I'll come on and share. And I got so excited. And I said to Jeremy, I'm like, I'm, I'm so excited. And he was just like, you do realize why it took you so long. Like these women have been hurt. They've been, you know, talked against they, all these things. Yeah. And, you know, he's just pointing this out is that's the same way is they don't want to be the token person yep. mm-hmm. and and the women of color don't want to be the token person on my podcast i'm like but if they just listen to my podcast and hear how awesome i am they'll really like <laughs> me and he was like do they even want to take the time to listen to your podcast right, right. exactly right. right if i'm scrolling through and i'm just a i may listen you right. know because yeah. I, I was like i gotta listen to her podcast. Right. i gotta do all these things but if i was the average Black chick just trying to do my thing. And I was like, oh, that's cool. What you do, that's cool. Yeah, And right. I'd leave it at that. Like, that's great. You inspire any white women. Yeah. Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, just, I mean, that's what it looks like. Right. You inspire white women. Like you know right. what I mean? Like, great. I mean, that's awesome. Because I would, I'm, I love women. Right. And like I said, I think we're the game changers. Right. So that's great. But I'm going to go over here and I'm going to listen to <laughs> homegirl, you know, over here. You know, but I think I I really think it's about spaces. And you mentioned some really important things for folks out there that um, may have grown Mm -hmm. the way you've grown is that, you know, it's I've lived this way. I was domesticated this way. I'm trying not to make that my future. I'm trying to do better with myself and with your little citizens that you have in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's really all that we can't do. We cannot change history. Nope. You cannot go back and change your childhood. Nope. <laughs> I can't go back and change the fact that I was born white. I mean, nope. I honestly believe in souls. Right. So I'm like, my soul just happened to ping away body. Like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't know what my past lives are. Maybe I've been white this whole time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't fix that. I can't change that. Can't change like, that. But I can own and take ownership of what my actions and my words and my thoughts are and work through those and be real with them. Like when I go to ODU after I'm done at TCC and they have an African-American psychology class and I'm like, I'm taking that because I want to learn and I want to know. And like, how am I going to help women? I mean, I walk into this, my, my daughter's psychology place that she goes and they're all white people. And there's women of color and men of color coming in and seeing these white people. Well, did these white people ever even learn what it was like? Like, like, don't even start that. If you have HBO, <laughs> you should watch Insecure. Okay. She talks. <laughs> I don't know if you know. Have you ever heard of Insecure? Uh, no. It's a show by Issa Rae. You know okay, Issa Rae? Funny. Right. Like, I mean, she's like our Tina Fey. Okay. Okay. That's the way I okay. like to put it. Gotcha. If you think that's the kind of, like, talented black yeah, woman that she is. Yeah. But in an episode, her friend Molly, who's a black woman, is talking about going to therapy and how she's like, I keep going to this white therapist girl. And she's just talking about her therapy journey and how now she's going to a black therapist. And it's like, it's a hard pill to swallow because she's like, I feel like she go through the same stuff I go through. Maybe she just, who's having therapy? Me or her? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you go to a therapist that completely can't relate to you. And it's like, nah, then you go to one connect and then you can. And it's like, whoa, like now you have to deal with your shit. But I, I mean, that's a, that's a thing for me. I've only had white therapists and I will tell you for my children, 
take it for you what you want. I've always looked for a black dentist. I've yeah. looked for a black doctor. I look because I was like, you need to see people in your life Absolutely. that look like you and are, that are doing these things. Yeah. And it is hard because they need to see that mm-hmm. and that they, they need to un- unload to those people yeah. about their health and nothing. And there are things that people that look like us may know that yeah. about our culture that a white doctor may not sure. even might not be proud to. Why do you to. think you struggle to find those people? Um, <laughs> like I, I, I just do you think it's because you like you guys have been oppressed so long and made to think that you can't do these things and be these things I mean in this area I didn't see a lot of black dentists I'll tell you yeah. that that wasn't like something that if I was in Atlanta I'm sure I'd be able to find a yeah. black doctor or a dentist. yeah 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 I did geographically geographic. yeah. here it's difficult because again this is a um birthplace in a sense mm-hmm. when we talk about slaves and all that oh stuff. yeah this is this is home yeah. <laughs> this is home for racism it's like, like oh this is man, home. No, so true. i mean no this, you're right i just you gotta have my professor man at tcc yeah, you learn this shit like, i didn't say that i want to take a, a course yeah. but yeah no but it, it is a struggle but i i do it it's because i wanted a black doctor well, and anybody listening they need to realize like if they're white they never had that struggle <laughs> like they, they'll never like but they you never and you, you never gotta check yourself that's part of like white white privilege, white privilege is mm-hmm. we never have to worry like i can almost guarantee like nine times out of ten if i sign up for a dentist they're white <laughs> yeah yeah i can guarantee that <laughs> a white old man <laughs> no my dentist is younger mom. okay he is, okay. He okay. is but all he's got is white staff and white women and right. i was like Damn it, I need to find somebody that accepts my dental insurance. And to ensure that my children understand that people, to appreciate people, I put standards on not only their medical care, but what we watch and things like that. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a minority of any sort in your leading cast, I don't watch a show. That's why this is us. Mm-hmm. Like that show. Yeah. yeah, like I don't. I mean, but this, I have to do that for my kids because I grew up. Kanye West for the best. He says you grow up hating yourself but loving their wealth. Meaning you oh. hate who you are, but you love the wealth that white people bring. Mm. Whether it's in media, whether it's in schools, whether like you guys have, you are very wealthy as far as socially wealthy, sure. um, financially wealthy, on a on a whole nother level. Yeah, honestly, and it yeah, makes I mean, us hate our. You know, you dislike yourself because it's like, well, I'm black and I'll never be able to have those things because I'm not white. Okay. And so you begin to hate the fact that you're black. And despise that, and not who they are. That they have value in society too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, so how did you feel about Black Panther then? I, I loved it. I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, and it was, it was my husband. Black, it was like porn. Well, my, <laughs> my husband pointed out to me. He said, "I've never seen another woman, or n- another woman, another movie that had such amazing women in power." Yeah. He's like, "That was like." Man, the females in that movie were so fierce. He's like, it was better than Wonder Woman. There was only one woman in Wonder Woman, but look at all these women in this movie. Yeah. And he was so excited. But then, you know what's crazy for me as a black woman? I'm like, I got Waiting to Exhale. I've got Set It Off. I've got all these other movies where I've seen dope-ass, strong black women with all these different characters. Like, I feel like black women in movies are portrayed to be more strong than white women. We're portrayed to be, like, weak as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, but... It's just, like, bend over and take it. Like, but, that, but for me, that wasn't the first time that I've seen a black yeah. woman be a strong character. But for a lot of mainstream America, yeah. that was their first time that they saw black women, like, just being so all fierce. kind of They magical. were so badass. But if you look at Waiting to Exhale and you see Angela Bassett... I think, yeah, you're set, right. I've seen that movie. Set, yep. set that car on fire and walk away and but you're like, yes, girl, yes, yes. You will not deal with his shit. Do you know what I mean? Like there are images. It just has not crossed 
to you all yeah. side of culture. And I think we're getting there. We're getting yeah, there. I think we're we're getting there. We still got some ways to go, but because we're having these conversations, we're putting our children in space where you cannot be uncomfortable talking. They won't be as uncomfortable as we are having these conversations. No, we're doing it. I mean, my kids, they don't even, I don't even think, I mean, notice, but like to them, it's just my kid in my class. Like I love the fact that my kids are being brought up right now we're so diverse in culture yeah. and it's not even like it's not even an assumption that gonna, think. their friends are are white because they have diverse friends mm-hmm. like and my daughter even came home and she's like my friend in my class has the prettiest braids why can't i have braids like oh. that and i was like oh honey <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other conversation. conversation but we'll get there you have white girl hair <laughs> we'll get there because she can have you know what I mean? I mean, I just, we are still walking that fine line of what's appropriation, what's appreciation, because, and it's good that we're even having that conversation, because for so long it's been, again, take. Yeah. Yeah. Your culture's not good until, our culture's never been good until European Americans did it, but now we're at a point where we're like, wait a minute. Now we're like, those black folks came up with that first... Right. Are you yeah. appreciating like what they're awesome. doing? And you're not, you know what I mean? Because you look at Elvis, yeah. you look yeah. at all these different people where it's like, Psh, I'll take your shit mm-hmm. and I'll do yeah. what I do with your stuff and I'll make money off of it mm-hmm. and you go deal with it. Go back home. You yeah. know what I mean? But now I just think I'm glad that we're having these conversations. Well, we have to. I was going to say, we're talking about our experience. My husband grew up very diverse. He's from Houston. So there mm-hmm. are kids from our generation that had diverse experiences. The difference was he said he didn't realize that he didn't know their specific experiences, though. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he grew up, he's like, so he's had this conversation with me and nothing he hasn't said. He's like, I had, I was the only white kid. So he assumed that because of that, he understood people of color's experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. And he didn't. And he's understood. But so what I'm saying is what we are doing and hopefully when I have kids, all of those things, we're having conversations now in front of our children. Whereas our parents didn't. Does that make sense? You are to be seen and not heard and don't be in grown folks' conversations. And and I don't even think our parents were aware that they needed to have the race conversations. Does that make sense? shit. Well, I did, but they weren't good ones. We did. (laughs) You did. We did, but you had them. You yeah, know, because I, when I, uncles I, I, at the dinner table and people have had them, mm-hmm. it just has not but been. But they weren't healthy or productive. Oh, no. They you know weren't I mean? like they weren't they weren't moving you forward or helping you see different perspectives. Because I know, like he said, again, it's funny because I've heard this a couple times. I've had friends say I grew up because he grew up in Houston, very diverse community, but it wasn't a there was no conversation like this that was productive or moving things forward. Yeah. For us, it was about sense. survival. Yeah, you have the race conversation, but it's like this is how you're going to survive in this white world. Mm. Like this is what you need to do. Don't do this. This, if you're going to survive in this world, then yeah. you need to know yeah. this. So hopefully when your children, our children have children, it'll be a different conversation. Yes. I'll say my, my teen, she doesn't, she's, she has a lot of white friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you go to Norview, man. Yeah, I know there's black people in there. Like there's a ton, mm-hmm. but I don't know why she's so attracted. But then again, she was also brought up for most of her half of her life in that area of the country. And I have to have these conversations with her. And I feel like she, she knows but also she has a very racist, ignorant, asshole father who, like, will tell her she can't date black guys. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, when I went and picked her up this spring from his house, he said, you're not going back there and date black guys. They're all criminals. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, where do you get your information from? Mixed messages. Yeah. And he goes, well, every black guy up here is a criminal. I was like, I went to Clarkson University, which is a very upscale private university. I'm like none of those guys are they're criminals like where are you getting your information from because that's all he's looking for mm-hmm. that's all he wants and i'm always like she can date whoever she wants but then i see my littles who they were brought up in that area because when we moved here my my middle daughter was like a year and a half 
she doesn't have that same mm-hmm. like she's just, completely different yeah. it's yeah. where you're socialized and, yeah and think about it too we we naturally gravitate to people that look like mm-hmm. us sure. and so segregation will happen absolutely it's a matter does appreciation also happen with that segregation yeah. can you be in your core circle can she have her group of friends and not look at an asian group of people and be like Right. And I look at a black group of folks and be like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. like, yeah. can you do that? Or Muslim and say, Ugh. like, yeah, can you do that? Can you can you be in that circle, whatever that is, and not have nastiness towards the other suckers? Yeah. And you appreciate and I think as a mom, like it's hard, man. Like we just keep, keep trying to. It, it's like throwing. As this guy gets throwing spaghetti against the wall, like you keep trying <laughs> it and you're waiting. And once they stick in there on your own, like, what did you get? So right. it's hard work. I feel like we're messing our kids up a little bit every yeah, day. Yeah, we do. Like, I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I'm just trying not to be my parents mm-hmm. at this point in time. And, and, and that's what they did. Yeah. In their own right. Right. That's what yeah, they did. So point. we are at a point where we're moving forward. So let's go into how we're going to move forward. Yeah. We always at the end of our podcast yeah. do it. So, so what? Now what? <laughs> so what? So so what? Yeah. yeah. So what if that's the, the ugly feelings I have? Yeah. Um, I will just slowly with time not have them. Right. And now what I know, if I didn't already know this before coming on the podcast, I need to have a more diverse circle of friends, like more and meeting and networking and stuff like that. So that I can, I mean, I can't just have the perspective of one person. I need to have the perspective of of a lot of people and, and be intentional about that because nobody wants to just, you know, they might be worried about what, like yeah. me as a person and who I am, mm-hmm. I need to start making an effort. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I would say so what is you being here and just sharing, like, thank you. That takes a lot. It does. It's I hope not encourages other people. Yeah, absolutely. It's because it's this is not easy and it's going to continue to not be easy. But it was still fun. I think we had some fun, right? My, I hope. <laughs> I got Jackie to snort, so that was some kind of fun. <laughs> I feel like this it's is like funny. a little heavier topic right. than some of your other episodes. Right, right. <laughs> but I guess my now what would be, it's also so like like to build on what you said, yes, you need to be intentional, but it's going to take a lot of work and that's okay. It's just, it's going to take a lot of time. It's, it's, it's not, you don't build relationships overnight. Things don't heal overnight, but it's just taking one step forward at a time and building those relationships and then also showing up flawed. Like I show up every day to work with Jackie as a flawed human being. But that's okay. You know, I still have my ugly thoughts. I've said stupid things. And I keep saying that. That's okay. It's just a, I'm a work in progress. And those relationships are a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And we need to have them. So. Okay. So my so what is, you know what? So what? We all grew up yeah. under under different umbrellas. Yeah, but at some point, we walked from under those umbrellas. And we've got to stand in the rain or whatever it is. Or go get another umbrella. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I think that that the now what is is that just because you grew up under a certain umbrella doesn't mean that you can't move to another place of shelter right mm-hmm. you can walk into a house <laughs> you know, and I think that that's growth right yeah you know you can that's growth and it, growth is a choice and I'm grateful to Megan yeah. for coming here and even well, thank sharing. you for having me yeah, yeah. no it's it's it is difficult to say. I, at oh, least Jackie, like when you called me out for the colored thing earlier, I was like, what did I just do? No, you did. The worst feeling. You did. The worst feeling. You did. Jackie hates me now. No. But then you're like, no, oh. I'm not going to make you feel good about it. I'm going to say, no, hey, you yeah, said. No, I'm glad you did. Because like, what you said I was, no idea. grandma, don't use that. You said yeah. grandma, so 
Okay, well, but you use it because you've heard grandma use it. Yeah, you see what right. I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm it was, making it right. It was in casual conversation. It was Absolutely. like, da 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 where we live in our hoods to be better places, then I've got to be able to say, yeah, yeah, Megan, and you should, because no. I would have not known. Otherwise. I would have that to my mind now. What is intentional relationships where you feel comfortable to call each other out? I would say uh, my relationship with you is one of the best I've ever had because uh, it's good. We can check. Yeah, we do it for each other. But because you're not going to grow if someone is, and I struggle with this. I struggle with yeah. speaking up. Like it's, I've openly said that. But it's a good thing when you're trying to really do better as as far as interpersonal relationship with regards to cultures. You got to deal with some other cultures. Yes, mm-hmm. and if you're willing to do that, then I think. I'd like to better place. We'll be in a better place. But yeah. like I said, I stomach it. You said color, and I say okay. <laughs> All right, well, don't I appreciate say it. Don't say because how many times have I said something like that out in public, not knowing, and nobody said a freaking word. Nobody said anything. Yeah, that's because we're not in that business. Know. We're not yeah. in that business because I don't want. I mean, it would anyway. We're not in that business, and we we move forward from that. Right. And well, you I just have, admitted. Yeah. Hey, this is you just admitted. Yeah. This is how I grew up. And that's what we got to get to understanding that well, what I, as a black woman, <laughs> I'm understanding is that, you know, we grew up, we're just different and our vocab, our slangs are different. Like, do you, do you know what Gucci means? Do you know what, you know what I mean? Do you know what hood rap means? Do you know what wigger means? Like, no, wigger means. Like, you know wigger. <laughs> I'm just saying. I did live in Florida for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> but we've grown up using using cold words, using things to have. Yeah. Whereas you know, European Americans have just bled out said what they needed to say. Well, I like the when on the podcast, on your podcast, you guys brought up how you guys took back the N word, and mm-hmm. I was like. That makes sense. Because every time I'd hear on a song, I'm like, why? If it's such a bad word. But then when you explained it like that, I was like, oh, oh I know. That makes complete it's sense. And that makes a lot. It's kind of, I, I said to Christina, it's kind of like the word bitch. We don't want men calling us bitches, but I'll call it. Like, hey, hey, bitch. Yeah. Hey, bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you take back the power of the word. Yeah. Right. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't. But yeah. That's, so that's where we are like yeah. and we are grateful yeah we're doing a quick bow yeah and i'll keep listening yeah yeah okay. sure that's what we want you to do yeah, we so want you to catch listening. us every tuesday on itunes google play and spotify and so you've been listening to your neighbor's son christina and jackie and megan today All right, take care. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Oh, stay curious. And make it a great day. (laughs) 